Hey everyone, welcome back to Keeping It Real. Jim and Terry here. Um, this is the final Keeping It Real. Ever. Ever. No, seriously, we are rebooting the show, rebranding it as the IGN Movie Show. Which means we're not really going anywhere. We're just giving ourselves it's, a new name. It's going to be a new name and we're gonna, it's going to be a different format. Um, and we're going to launch on Friday the 13th of January because if you're like, hey, when are they coming back? Oh yeah, Friday the 13th. Because that certainly bodes well for an entirely <laughs> new endeavor. But um, we're going to be on, uh, IGN is kind of going on break for the holidays and the new year. Um, so why are you guys doing this? Well, what I can say is that uh, the word kind of came from on high. People do pay attention around here to us taking an hour out of our work day to do these kind of things. I don't understand why. Um, Basically, it is just going to be easier for people to find the show and build the audience. And the title itself, Keeping It Real, as punny as it was, as, as, as much as it means to me, um, it's just not an easy thing to find. And, you know, there's been a lot of kind of retooling of IGN's podcasts and of its video shows. And so Keeping It Real is... Now just getting a new, it's getting a makeover, Terry. It's, yeah. it's kind of an extreme makeover. And if you look at us, you can say, well, of course. I'm I just get it. Be, look, I have so much collagen in me right now. I, no. Um, so basically what's going to happen is it's going to be essentially the same show, but we're going to film behind a desk now. It'll look something I didn't like, even know that. I just found yeah, it out we're here. Yeah, we're going to be doing it kind of like the IGN UK podcast. Um, it's not going to look quite like that, but it's a new format. We just think that it's it's going to freshen up the show. Um, we're going to try and segment it a little more, and we might actually do a segment called Keeping It Real, which would be sort of along the lines of like Bill Maher's New Rules, or remember, I think it was Jimmy Fallon used to do, I have an opinion. <laughs> so they'd probably do something like that, where there would be like a breakout of Keeping It Real. But the show itself would be called the IGN Movie Show, uh, because or the movies section of IGN.com. Um, lucky for you, it's going to be easy to find the new show when it yeah, comes back. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to come up with a new email address, too, because I know that you guys write in at keepingitreal at IGN.com. Um, so we'll, we'll come up with a new email ad address, and we'll have it ready in the time that we launch on the 13th. Um, but I will say that as the, <laughs> the last one of the original crew... Um, it does bum me out that keeping it real is coming to an end because it kind of hit me. It, it kind of came up abruptly, so I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't like there had been these dribs and drabs of things going on for months and months of like, hey, when are you guys going to do this? It kind of just came up and it had to be done, and um, so we're doing it. And um, I want to just take this time to thank you for the in the year that you've been here for. Uh, being my co-host here on, on this uh, lovely program, Ahmad Childress, our new boss who was unable to join us today. I want to thank him. Uh, he will, uh, Terry and I and Ahmad will all be on the new show. Again, be pretty similar. Um, and it'll be both a podcast that you can listen to and a video show that you can watch because I know that uh, it started, Keeping It Real started as an audio podcast before it was ever a video show. And you guys are very loyal and we don't want to lose you guys. We love you guys. And I want to say a, a very sincere thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and sticking with us as we fumbled around for a couple of years trying to figure out what the show was and went through some, some staff changes and style the show and, and frankly getting used to being on camera and stuff. You know, it wasn't something that I wasn't trained to do. 
um, as you can clearly tell. And so we, I, I just want to say thank you to the listeners, to the viewers, the readers of IGN. Um, I'd like to thank Tom Jorgensen, Jorgensen, is your J silent or silent? Hard J. Hard J, hard J over here. Hard J, our, Tom. Our producer for the last year, Kyle Watson, our longtime producer before that, and Anthony Cava, who's no longer with IGN. I also want to thank the other people who used to be on IGN, uh, on, used to be at IGN and used to be on Keeping It Real, starting with Chris Carl. Uh, Carl, we love you. The bell's for you, buddy. <laughs> we brought it back for the last episode. Um, Carl, I think you actually came up with the title. If it wasn't Chris Carl, it's another person who deserves a, a shout out, Eric Morrow, uh, former boss here. And um, you and Carl, uh, I think, did the show even before I joined. So I want to thank you guys for doing that. And then I also want to say thank you to uh, past employees such as Roth Cornett, who was sitting in Terry's chair yeah. alongside me and Carl for many years. and. Um, was an awesome uh, colleague and co-host. Uh, we had a much bluer show back then. <laughs> we can't swear and half the nasty, dirty jokes and comments that Roth and I would trade at each other. We can't do that anymore. So, But for those of you who remember that stuff, that's for you. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Todd Gilchrist, Chris Monfett, um, Joey Esposito, and of course, current staff members who have also appeared on the show, such as Eric Goldman and Joshua Yale, and then, you know, our occasional co-hosts who come in from out of town, like Scott Kalura and former IGN UK editor Chris Tilley, and of course, current staff like, uh, well, I don't think Daniel Krupa has ever been on, so sorry, Krupa, nothing for you there. Yeah, or Lucy no, O'Brien, I don't think she's been on either. No thanks for Lucy and Krupa, even though we love them dearly. You guys on the new show, though. So yeah. I just want to, you know, acknowledge all the folks who have worked on the show and, and have supported it. Um, and then, of course, like Per Schneider, our, our fearless leader, who is the one who told us to change the show. But keep the show. <laughs> but he but pays keep the attention show. to the show. Yes, to keep the show. Um, so thank you, all of you, for, doing, uh, for sticking with it, for being on the show, for being my colleagues in the past. Um, let's talk a little bit about what the show will be and, and also we should say how yeah. people can find it i think because yes. for all that the name is changing if you're subscribed to keeping it real yeah. on itunes or anything like that it's still going to be in the same place just mm -hmm. new name so if and we're going to keep it to fridays we want it right. we don't want we want this to be a, a, a fairly painless transition um so we're still going to aim to post the video and uh audio components on ign.com and on mobile Fridays around like 11 a.m. Pacific is roughly when we usually go up, and then um, it'll still be on the iTunes feed, as you as you said. Um, so we don't want to lose those keeping it real subscribers. Come on, man! You guys have been with us for ages. We don't want to screw you. Uh, and then, um, will you guys be on YouTube? We get that question a lot. Not quite yet. We will be on the IGN YouTube channel, uh, and we'll show up in the feed, and we might get like a little shelf there, but we have to obviously build up some episodes before we do that so that there's something else to find. Um, and then it'll still get promoted socially and all that, so nothing really is going to change, but the format of the show will change, and there will be roughly about a month break. And I will also say, you know, for those of you who are like, but that's the biggest movies of the year that are coming out then. We're still going to yeah, be right? doing, we're still going to be doing spoiler casts that just won't yeah. be branded under the podcast yeah. name. So you might have to look a little, uh, 
Yeah, we're going to have those, one for, of course, uh, Rogue One. We'll have one for Assassin's Creed. We'll be doing some separate things, you know. It's, um, but the outside of bracing you guys for what's coming up as for the new show, we all wanted to look back at this year um, since this is the not only the final Keeping It Real, it's the final one of the year. Uh, so look back kind of on 2016. The movies, uh, our personal picks for our favorite movies that we saw this year. Uh, some picks for ones that disappointed us. Um, you can imagine what horse, dead horse is going to get beat again. Uh, and then the ones that we're looking forward to next year. Um, so Terry, let's, ladies first, let's start with you. Um, what were your favorite movies of 2016? Well, my very, very favorite. It's as I've been if waiting. you hadn't even been thinking about I've been this. waiting all year. Like, there hasn't been a movie that just blew me away that I just loved. Like, usually I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, that's the one. That is the one that's just perfect. And so I was honestly a little bit bummed about the movies this year so far. I knew you saw Sing Street early on. I don't know if that's going to be in your list. Yeah, sorry, it is. Sorry. Wow. Anyway, um, I found my, my own. I found my own. Uh, I saw La La Land finally at long last and it's perfect and I have nothing bad to say about it and I just it next adored week and I can't it. Week. You've got me like so stoked for this. I, I just, you know, it worked for me in every way. Um, it just was totally the right movie I needed to see. I, I find that, like, to me, the movies that leave the lasting impression are the ones that just hit you at the right time and right. just resonate with you no matter how great, uh, you know, other films may be it's if you have that personal connection. So that was that's my number one by a long shot this year. Uh, the other two picks, um, I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to say number two is Arrival. For sure. I, I haven't seen Passengers yet. It mm. might sneak in, but Arrival, you know, I love a good sci-fi story, and I yeah. think it was just sci-fi done right. Uh, and then this is the cheating. I can't pick between Moana and Pete's Dragon, so I'm just going to say that they're tied. Moana's Dragon. Three. There we go. <laughs> Moana's yeah, we oh, Moana's Dragon. We haven't so seen good. Star Wars yet, uh, Rogue One, so yeah. we don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, it's this is just the, hey, man, we're... We don't see this movie until, like, the... We don't see Rogue One until, like, the 10th or something, so... Right. You know, and we're recording this, and then of course the show's coming to an end. So, <laughs> so uh, what are your favorites, Jim? My, well, you know what? <coughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ahmad go first. Ahmad, what do you say? Well, Ahmad's three favorites for 2016 were Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, South Side with You. Uh, if you guys don't know that, it's an indie about um, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama's first date. Uh, true story, real people, it actually <laughs> happened. And then his third was Arrival. Ooh, yeah. He, so those are Ahmad's three time. favorites of this year, and what fine choices. Although I haven't seen Southside with you, um, and then my three favorites, um, Sing Street. Sing Street is just that's that's my La La Land uh, until I mm -hmm. see La La Land, but it, <coughs> it it hit me kind of right where it had to, right in the no, <laughs> and it was about. It captured elements of my childhood, um, bit of a generational difference there, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> but, uh, you were know, there Priuses in Sing Street like there were no, in La La Land? <laughs> no, there were not. But there was 80s stuff because I, I spent part of my youth in, in Ireland in the, 19, in the early 1980s. And um, this movie is set in England in the, I mean, uh, this movie is set in the um, early 1980s. And it just, it brought me back to that time. And it's about these kids and the new wave music. And I remember that stuff. And it was just, so it just, it, it checked all the boxes for me. Uh, and it's just a really 
sweet movie, great music, and, and just very, very charming. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. My other favorite movie this year, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, I just saw that recently. It's right? so good. It's, it's awesome. so good. Taika Waititi, uh, if you guys don't know him already, uh, he, he did Flight of the Conquerors. You're going to know him next year. You're going to know He did What We Do in the Shadows, mm -hmm. and he's got Thor Ragnarok coming out. Hunt for the Wilder People was such a surprise to me. I, I watched it on the plane. I was going down to Australia for a set visit for I Thor Ragnarok. back from Japan. <laughs> it's well, a good plane movie. It is a good plane movie. Um, I can't talk about my Thor set visit, except I did get to meet Taika, and that was a movie of his I hadn't seen. I'm like, oh, it's on the plane on my way down there. Let me watch it. And that movie is just, it's a, it's a lovely movie, and it's just, it, it's, it's funny, it's poignant, it's got action in there, it's absurd at times. Great performances, and it's just it's it's a really cool movie. So yeah. you gotta you gotta check that one out. Now the third one, I don't want to do a tie. Um, so let me <laughs> let like me preface with this. this yes, somebody else who <laughs> cheats. Ahmad Ahmad didn't cheat. Ahmad didn't did he? cheat. Um, now I just saw Manchester by the Sea, and as a Boston boy, I really like that. You know, Casey Affleck plays a guy, a janitor in the part of Boston that I'm from. Quincy. And it's a really powerful drama. Casey Affleck is magnificent in it. However, I'm going to surprise people and not go for the obvious Boston movie. I think. You're going to go think, for the not obvious Boston movie? Um, I'm going to go for a different New England movie <laughs> The Witch. <gasps> yes! The Witch. Now, Good The Witch to me was the most different movie I've seen this year. I've never seen a film quite like that. I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. I know it was divided, uh, a divisive kind of movie, and it, and it, I don't believe financially it really ended up panning out. But I really liked what they were attempting to do. I thought it was um, creepy and intelligent, and it set a mood, and I love that the, the language of it. I love that it made you work, and it made you pay attention. And as, as much as Manchester by the Sea is a magnificent movie, for my own personal three, if, if I could do a top five, Manchester would be in there. But I'm going to edge it out and give it to The Witch because I just feel like The Witch is a little movie that to me kind of came out of nowhere and it was just a hell of a film. It's got Emphasis my favorite goat I've ever seen ever. Freaking Black Phillip. Black Phillip. thing is my, awesome. My bro. <laughs> yeah. My bro, Black so Phillip. Those are our personal favorite movies of 2016 are keeping it re keeping it real at IGN.com email address still works so send us your picks for it maybe we'll when we come back around on the IGN movie show we can uh, discuss that um, or maybe not because it'll be two weeks into the the new month but what the hell I want to know what <laughs> what were you guys favorite movies this year so now to some movies that uh, didn't quite weren't quite what we were hoping for this year. Um, and this one you sprang on me at the last minute too. I didn't I, have as long I did. to... So let's go with Ahmad first while okay. you're probably, your gears are still turning. Um, his three picks. Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and X-Men Apocalypse. Now we have spilled a lot of ink, digital ink, and, uh, and yabbed quite a bit about our problems with DC's movies this year, uh, I just wanted to note that I am still pulling for the DCEU. We'll wait till later in our picks of what we're looking forward to next year to expound hold on Hold your on rotten why. tomatoes. Exactly, hold, <laughs> hold, your, hold your horses. Um, I would say that 
uh, Suicide Squad was my my big disappointment this year because I really man I love those trailers I, I, I love you know the the characters from the comics I like David Ayer's work I think he's a very talented filmmaker um, this one just didn't work for me it had moments that worked but I liked BVS more than I like Suicide Squad which I know is the exact opposite for a lot of people and that's why I'm not picking BVS as a disappointment on my list because I think it it was it was disappointing but it was kind of exactly what I was expecting it to be and I went in my expectations for that one were far more muted and frankly it was pretty much the movie I thought it would be um, so uh, I would say that Suicide Squad and X-Men Apocalypse two of Ahmad's are also two of mine X-Men Apocalypse it just did never quite came together for me um, and then some of the other like ones, I guess I wasn't that nuts about Fantastic Beasts. I don't want to. I, I don't want to really like lump it in there. But I think for a movie that could have, it was starting a, a franchise starting with a clean slate. It could have won over somebody like me who, while I, I saw all the Harry Potter movies and liked them, um, I didn't grow up reading the books, and so this was a, a chance for them to rope me in now, and it just didn't. It didn't work for me in that regard. Um, any of the other movies from earlier this year, I think I've probably just kind of shut them out in terms of remembering the big disappointments. But, uh, uh, and I will say that I was probably harsher on Civil War in my review. I, I, in hindsight, I wish I had bumped it up to an 8 instead of a 7.8. But them's the breaks and, uh, you know, you gonna do what, yeah. what are you gonna what you gonna do about it no. <laughs> so all right terry this is why scores are stupid but anyway <laughs> anyway uh i promise i'm not bandwagoning even though i did say you didn't give me as much time like the Bandwagon. obvious one for me is suicide squad i just was so disappointed about that movie it didn't work for me on really any level and honestly going back to personal experiences the amount of vitriol and nastiness that came out of that in our personal lives and that just never went away yeah like, she's just talking about us screaming at each other <laughs> no just one -on -one just the like goes. the reaction from people and granted yeah. we were pretty harsh on that movie but i think so the degree that that it came out of it was a bit unwarranted it just that's a movie I never want to talk about again as much as I'm talking about now, and I just hope that it's sort of brushed under the rug um, in in terms of the DC slate going forward and they can start fresh. I still want Wonder Woman to be great. I'm excited about that. I, I have hope. That's for our the next segment. I know. It's, it's not on my list for the next oh, segment, but I'm well, still optimistic. No, that's good. That's good. Um, also, okay. with you on X Men Apocalypse, you know, I, I'm not going to include BBS on this list because seeing Suicide Squad sort of elevated BBS yeah. for me a bit, and I think that it, it was a much more visually stunning movie. Um, I, I think it, it was a very beautiful movie, even if you, there are parts of it that didn't work, but X-Men Apocalypse to me just felt like yeah. a movie, a, a superhero movie that was made in the 90s and, and just yeah. felt so outdated and just didn't work. Like, it wasn't truly, like, as terrible as I think Suicide Squad was, but it also was just a... I think a, a failure. I want. I'm. I'm just curious. Do you think if Suicide Squad had come out first and then BVS, would be people's opinions of BVS be more positive? Yes, because I, I think a lot of the people who are critical of Suicide Squad were like, we never thought that BVS would look good, and yeah. now 
yeah. look at it. Um, you know, I haven't revisited Batman v Superman since I've seen Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm sure I will before Justice League next year. Um, I'm curious if my opinion changes. I think there's still a lot of flaws with that movie, and it was a, a very messily made movie. Mm. There's too much going on, and it was trying to serve too many masters. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'm curious. What I, do you think? I, I just realized. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was gonna for my third. I want to move away from the superhero genre. Um, you know, I think Girl on the Train disappointed me a lot, but the mm. movie that I reviewed the lowest this year and just was like bad. Even if it, maybe it seems a little bit more fun bad now than when I reviewed it was Gods of Egypt. But it was just, you know. I forgot that you reviewed that I one. I did. I did. It was actually one of the, yeah, the bigger reviews terrible. of the year. Yeah, that thing is. Yeesh. Yeah. I, I scored that pretty low. I would be pretty bad if I didn't include that on yeah. this list. I, you know, I want to throw in one more that. Uh, Cheating. Well, I think we'll both agree <laughs> on it, actually, because uh, Ghostbusters. I have to yeah. say, I was disappointed in Ghostbusters. I, I still am rooting for that franchise. I didn't hate on this movie the way everyone else did, but I did feel like, just as a comedy, the jokes didn't land the way they could have. I liked the chemistry of the cast, but I thought that the it just didn't it didn't accomplish what it had to. Yeah, I was I didn't give it a great review as much as. I would say on uh, on IGN scale, I gave it a six point eight. I believe. Yeah, that um, ranks which, as okay. Yeah, I mean which that's. I think it's an okay. That's movie. almost failing. That is failing. No, that's well, almost it's, failing. It's, it's a, a D, D plus. plus. It's almost failing. Um, you can skip summer school. Right. <laughs> um, clearly, I need to go back to summer school to learn <laughs> what the grades are. Yeah, I. I. It was. I, that, that's sort of what I was stuck on is what my third movie would be and I was like I have to go with Gods of Egypt because I gave it like a 3-5 or something yeah. but you know I was really disappointed by Ghostbusters and I don't think it worked the way it needed to it needed to, to be a justify, great movie yeah. not an okay movie that's the thing about these re reboots and we're seeing it I cover a lot of TV and we're seeing it a lot there too is you have these reboots and it, it sort of colors the original if it's not good enough to really yeah. justify its own existence and right. I thought that this had a lot going for it going in for why it did justify its existence and then the movie didn't live up to that yeah. and sort of going back to vitriolic response I have like gotten so much hate for that review which was ultimately a negative disappointed review that I'm yeah. just like it boggles my mind yeah. another one it's, I'm a little that, traumatized that is an interesting phenomenon of like you, you know I, I I gave you know BVS I think pretty much the same score as you mm -hmm. know you gave Ghostbusters and I tried to point out what worked and clearly what didn't and people just want to hear that you loved it or why didn't you hate it more if they're mm -hmm. already on the bandwagon about hating something so you know we just we paint in shades of gray people I would say right. please read our reviews and yeah, don't just yell about word. the number yeah um, sorry this this took a dark turn talking <laughs> about the things we didn't like this okay, year we gotta, but there we go. Now we're going to make it happy. It's a happy Yay. ball now. Uh, so let's look ahead. Why dwell on the past when we can look ahead to the things we'll probably bitch about next year? Yeah. <laughs> so. if, these, if my three picks disappoint me, I'm going to just so sleep. Let's on start the with Ahmad's um, uh, his three picks for the movies that he can't wait to see in 2017. Starting with War for the Planet of the Apes. That is a very good choice of mine. <laughs> um, Star Wars Episode Eight, also very good choice. And then he cheated. He gave me uh, two, basically. But Alien Covenant, or he put in or uh -huh. Wonder Woman. 
So those are Ahmad's picks for the movies he can't wait I'm to see. I'm glad we all night. cheated. You gave me such crap at the beginning eh, for, you know, for I fudging just... it. I've only got three. I want to go. I want to go now. No, okay. You do that. So I realized after, like, I went through the list of all the movies coming out, and granted, there are going to be surprises. I'm sure. Like, I wouldn't have known going into 2016. I would have loved La La Land as much as I did. So big picture, big franchises. I realized, damn it, everyone is just going to give me such crap because they're all Disney movies, and I know, <laughs> I know, but. Uh, Star Wars episode, well, no. My number one, I'm so excited for this movie. It was my favorite Disney animated film, and it has so many people I love in it, and I'm just so excited about it, is Beauty and the Beast. I got drunk the other night and texted Jim and begged him did, to let me cover the junket, because I know Eric wants to do the review. You heard it here, last keeping it real. All the, all the inner so workings excited. are all coming out. I'm so excited about Beauty and the Beast. I really want it to be good. I'm going to be so heartbroken if it's not. Oh, um, so yeah, that's my number one. My number two which is my favorite movie a couple years ago, uh, a few years ago at this point, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The Guardians is far and away my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. It just works for me on every level. It's like, it's it's the movie that I revisit most of probably any movie nowadays. Like, sometimes we just put it on and it just makes me happy and I have a lot of faith in James Gunn that he's going to make a sequel that really does that series justice. Right. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, more so than I'm excited for episode for Rogue One, I'm really excited about Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah. It makes me happy that we get a Star Wars movie every year. And Luke Skywalker's back. Man. Yeah, like, nice. like I'm, I'm Rogue One. Okay, cool. Like we get to find out about how the Death Star plans were stolen, but now we get to find out what comes next. <laughs> and I'm just a sucker for that stuff. Right. And I want to know more of the mythology and where the series is going. And more importantly, as much as uh, Force Awakens was sort of catching us up on all the changes and was very reminiscent of A New Hope intentionally. I'm excited that is, that movie looked back. This one's looking forward, I hope. And yeah. I'm really excited to see new corners of the world. See, now yeah. you did. The bell worked. I'm so excited. Right. Let's keep the bell. Um, you know, uh, I'm with Ahmad. I'm also picking War for Planet of the Apes, um, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, um, because I love I love the old movies. Um, the original is just a magnificent film. It's just, it holds up. And, and when they rebooted the series with Rise of the Planet of the Apes, you know, it, it had a lot going against it. You're like, oh God, you know? And then the fact that they were doing motion capture instead of the makeup effects, which that series, you know, was so cutting edge in the first movie at least, and then they got cheap and it looked really awful. But, um, you know, but between Rise of the Planet of the Apes and then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was even better with a rare sequel that's superior to the first film, um, I am all on board with this new franchise. I can't wait for this one. Uh, I believe there is, uh, we'll probably get uh, a good look at the movie soon. Uh, Matt Reeves is a very talented filmmaker, and I'm really curious to see what they do with Caesar's story here. Does it does it end his arc or, you know, will there be more stories with Caesar or like how close to the Planet of the Apes future that we know will this rebooted series end up getting? So can't wait to see that one. Um, my next two are comic book movies. What? Because, what? Apparently we cover that stuff here. Um, you know, Marvel Studios got a lot of cool stuff coming up next year. And as much as I can't wait to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Thor Ragnarok, I can't wait to see Spider-Man Homecoming. Because the footage they showed us at San Diego Comic-Con looked awesome. It when looked I was hilarious. trapped 
in a room waiting for interviews. And you Weren't and Weren't you waiting for Colin Farrell? No, I was waiting for Tom Holland. <laughs> well, waiting. damn, there you go. You were waiting to meet Spider-Man. You, you have seen so much of what we're all dying to see in and getting I us teased. Hate me. Yeah. I'm such a D-bag. So, <laughs> so um, Spider-Man Homecoming, what they showed at Comic-Con was, you know, I can't believe it. I'm actually excited for yet another Spider-Man <laughs> back in school movie. Like, I didn't think after the Amazing Spider-Man movies are going back to the well, but... You know, between Tom Holland's uh, Spidey and Civil War, who stole the show, um, and the footage they showed at Comic-Con and the way that they're kind of doing a Freaks and Geeks, John Hughes kind of high school movie, it looks like the absolute right way to go. And also Michael Keaton as Vulture. I just want to, I'm just curious, after him lampooning comic book movies and a winged character in Birdman, for him to be Vulture, I want to see what what's all that about, you know? Or is Ahmad's new catchphrase what? <laughs> I can't even do it, do it uh, justice. What? But um, so that's my second pick, and then my third pick for a movie I cannot wait to see next year is Justice League. Now, as much as I can't wait to see Wonder Woman, Justice League, I think I'm more interested in it because precisely because so much is riding on it. And it has so many more challenges. And that, to me, makes it a more interesting thing to look forward to because will it work? You know, can they pull it off? I did the set visit for it. Liked what I saw on set. You usually see the best stuff on set. So I'm not letting that, like, fool me into thinking, oh, they don't have you anything have to worry about. You have well, you know, hey, you've been around the world. No, I mean, uh, if they're showing you. Well, showing oh, you really yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, and I'm curious about Ezra Miller's Flash and his dynamic with Batman. I'm curious about all of that. Um, so Justice League, to me, is even more so than Wonder Woman. Justice League is the next year's DC movie that has to work. It has to. It can't blow it. And there's there's a joy to seeing your favorite heroes from your childhood yeah, coming up. together. We're big just... Super Friends fan as a kid. Come on. I mean, like... I, I, I'm with you. I hope it works. We yeah. just came off the DC TV crossover, which oh, is yeah. just so much fun. I mean, Avengers, there's, again, it's like a joy, and, yeah. and I hope that that just overwhelming sense of satisfaction of seeing all your favorite heroes come yeah. to life in that way. And, really I, and I do, I, I am cautiously optimistic about the movie. Um, to me, again, like on your note, uh, Terry, um, you know, when I was growing up, the best that you could get for seeing you know, uh, the DC superheroes together in live action was that those like roasts, like uh, Legion of Superheroes or something. <laughs> and it was just horrible, but you took it because that's what you had, man. Right. Um, your kids shit at your spoon with your now live you action comic book movies. Um, yeah. And so, Justice League, we want to hear you guys um, on either on Twitter at, at Terry Schwartz, at, Jim, uh, at Terry, Terry underscore Schwartz, at Jim Mavita, or Keeping it real at IGN.com. What movies you cannot wait to see next year, 2017. Um, also that, want to say, in terms of feedback, you know, we will be retooling. There probably will be some growing pains as we yeah, figure out what yeah. exactly uh, will work best for the new show. But if there are elements of keeping it real during your time, however long it's been that you've been listening or watching, we want to hear those things yeah, too. We want yeah, this absolutely. to be a show you guys still really continue to enjoy and tune yeah, in tell for. Tell us what you don't want to see 
yeah, well, don't say the title, it's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, what are, what are we getting rid of that you really like that worked for you? We don't want to, you know, we want to make this work for everybody, I think. So yeah, that's an excellent point. I also want to give a shout out to, to uh, a group that I forgot. And that's a group of fans who started a Keeping It Real page on Facebook. IGN doesn't give us our own Keeping It Real Facebook page. You guys did. So thank you for creating a community where not only can the show be promoted, but you guys talk to each other and you get to know each other. And I really, that was awesome. And I go to you guys, you're the first ones I go to and, and plunk in the link when the show goes live. So you guys know. So thank you for doing that and thank you for, for everything. So. Yeah. We'll be back. Folks, we'll be yeah. sexier. We'll yeah. have a new name. <laughs> That's but right. we'll be here. We will. And, um, well, this is very strange. Um, that's the final keeping it real. Wait, are we gonna are we gonna yeah. do the ending? Uh, and yeah, I just want to say thank you again uh, for all things movies keeping on IGN. Until next time, that's, that's my, my butter. butter.